0: Investing should be easy, right? For most people though, the process of investing can be daunting and savvy investing, impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Chapluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Hello, everyone. I'm Brooke Jakey, and I'm here with our hosts, Christian Chapluha and Tom Davia. For decades, the bedrock of asset allocation has been the 60-40 portfolio. After a rough 2022, there's been talk of a major reconsideration of this investing approach. Is it still a viable strategy, or is the 60-40 portfolio dead? Tom, let's start with you.
1: Well, Brooke, I think the first thing to do in our discussion today is truly define what a 60-40 portfolio is. So you might hear about this in the news quite a bit, and it's a little bit easier to say than it is to understand. But a 60-40 portfolio represents 60% in stocks, which are also referred to as equities, and 40% in bonds, also called fixed income. Now, typically you see the stock portion that 60% invested in different ways. Your stock portion may be US-based stocks or you might have international stocks built into your portfolio. The mix could be broken up by different sectors like financial services or healthcare or technology stocks. And it's the same thought pattern with bonds. You're gonna see a diversification of bonds in there like government bonds, corporate bonds, municipal, and even some high yield bonds. Keep in mind, those portfolios can be different from one person to the next based on your individual goals.
0: Okay. So there's a lot built into that 60 and 40.
2: That's right, Brooke. And that's a really important consideration. How you do in terms of return or the risk you take in the market, it all depends on your exposures and is different for every portfolio.
0: So Christian, how did the 60-40 portfolio come into being and when?
2: The 60-40 portfolio in its current version has been around since the 1950s and was developed by Nobel laureate Harry Markowitz. He developed modern portfolio theory. The portfolio has definitely stood the test of time over decades and has been a great benchmark for moderate investors. As of year-end 2022, the approximate 10-year return, according to Vanguard, has been 6.1%. But if we look at The nine years prior to 2022, the portfolio delivered almost 9%. So, even after a tough year for stocks like last year, the portfolio is still going strong. And we shouldn't look at any one year as a change of trend.
1: And the main advantage of a 60 40 balanced portfolio is that the bond allocation moderates the risk in the portfolio and it allows investors to sleep at night. So, there's generally an inverse relationship between stocks and bonds. That means if stocks are declining in value, generally bonds increase in value and offer you protection inside of that portfolio. Now, there's also an inverse relationship with bonds, which means if interest rates are rising, like they did in 2022, rising interest rates will cause bond prices to fall and hurt the value of that side of the portfolio.
2: Yes, those assets are inversely correlated usually, but sometimes they go in the same direction at the same time like we saw last year.
1: And from 1980 through July of 2022, the 60-40 portfolio delivered positive returns in 35 of 42 years. That means investors who relied on this investment mix have seen their portfolios increase in value 83% of the time. And those numbers came from an op-ed article on CNBC entitled, Don't Reject the 60-40 Portfolio, Embrace It.
0: Okay, so then what happened in 2022? When did we start questioning this investing strategy that stood the test of time, that's done so well for so long? Why did we start questioning its merits?
1: Well, simply put, 2022 was the worst year ever for bonds, and it was the seventh worst year ever for the stock market. So if you put those two together, you don't have that inverse relationship Christian mentioned working in 2022. We've been in a declining interest rate environment for the past 40 years, which means bonds have done very well and helped the 60-40 portfolio. But when you have a rising interest rate environment, exactly what happened in 2022, interest rates went up and they went up quickly, and that hurt the value of our bonds, and stocks were down as well.
2: There's an idea in the industry that there's something wrong with the 60-40 portfolio, a lot of that has to do with emotions and media and how much access to information that we have. Because soon as we go negative in any asset class, then there's lots of headlines. But investing with emotions rarely works. When the markets are up, when that 60, 40 portfolio is up, then people are confident and happy with the returns. But when things turn around and go through a bad spell, investors can get worried and panic-stricken and start to change things to try and improve their portfolios. That might be going to cash or reallocating somehow, but we need to remember that this portfolio has stood the test of time. The idea of selling out when it's not working short-term, you have to be careful of being short-sighted on decisions like that.
1: I think it's important to look at the entire year of 2022. If you look at the percent of mutual fund categories that lost money last year, according to BlackRock, 94 percent lost money last year 105 out of 112 asset classes lost money but specifically with this portfolio it does go back to the bonds as we said there was some milestones for bonds in 2022 and these are historic numbers that we haven't seen before however we believe this is now in the rearview mirror so it was the worst year ever for bonds 2022 was also the first time that bonds have lost money over a four- and a five-year period.
0: Let's talk about concerns you're hearing from clients and how you're dealing with the question of, do I need to switch up everything that was right for me the last several decades and try something new?
1: You know, the biggest concerns coming out of last year is, I lost money, and will I have enough going forward? And these are big concerns. Both stocks and bonds were down at the same time, and it's never a good feeling to lose money, right? But from the beginning of 2000 to the end of 2022, if you looked at a diversified portfolio like a 60-40 mix as compared to the pure stock market, which will use the S&P 500, the pure stock market over that 22-year period returned a cumulative return of 288.6%. Whereas a diversified portfolio, some years you feel better, some years you feel like you didn't make as much, but that diversified portfolio actually outperformed the overall market with a total return of 301.6%. So diversification does work. It just may not work specifically in small
2: amounts of time.
0: Got it. So taking the long view. Christian, what about you? What concerns are you hearing and how are you addressing them?
2: Well, there are definitely two camps. Those that are invested for the long haul and are not that concerned. Then there are those folks that are down and are a little bit worried or maybe a lot worried. So our advice is that investing in any asset class, whether it's real estate, stocks, fixed income, or any industry, it's a long-term effort. The game plan should be measured over years, not over months. You know, we'd never buy a business or invest in real estate with the idea of just being there for 12 months. The same thing holds true for the stock market. We should be looking toward our financial plans to guide us. We should be looking toward longer-term investment horizons, which could be 5, 10, or 20 years. As we approach retirement, one of our goals is to beat inflation and also to have positive returns. The historical record is quite strong for equities in the 60-40 portfolio. But once we start messing with it, that's where we can make things worse.
0: And through your one-on-one relationship with a client, you determine and set that 60-40 or 65-35 or whatever mix at the beginning, depending on their risk tolerance.
2: Absolutely. We have that conversation up front, and then we review it over time. Many clients have stayed with their allocations. Others have averaged into higher stock positions. There's even a few people that have thrown in the towel. They just realize the volatility is too much for them, and their goals have changed. So those folks, they probably shouldn't be investing in the first place. But we all need to remember that inflation is a hurdle in terms of our goals, not just market volatility. People's circumstances can change their risk appetite. Tolerance can change over time. But Tom and I, as advisors, typically we want to stay the course because we know that over the long term, investing works but that doesn't mean that it's right for everybody at all times.
1: Now, what we do as financial consultants with Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we build a comprehensive financial plan for you. So first, we gather some basic information. We take that information and we create your personal comprehensive financial plan. With that, we can help you determine ways to potentially reduce your taxes, fight inflation, generate more income from your retirement nest egg, And by going through that process, that's where we're really going to determine what the proper allocation to stocks for growth and bonds for protection in your portfolio should be. Because it's not a one-size-fits-all, everybody is going to be a little bit different with their specific goals and needs.
0: Inflation is obviously a huge concern right now. Are you hearing from people that they're okay with sitting in investments, or do they want more liquidity, cash on hand?
1: Yeah, I would say inflation is really the whole driver behind the 60-40 portfolio, because we know it's there, we feel it in our pockets, we know inflation is real, and without inflation it would be very easy to be an investor. Just go to the bank or the credit union and take whatever savings account interest rates are available, but unfortunately, that's not how things work, and that's not going to keep your purchasing power up over time during your retirement. I think the best way to understand inflation in retirement is to think to yourself, if I spend $5,000 a month today and inflation is at 3%, over time, that $5,000 of income you are receiving will lose purchasing power and buy less goods and services as compared to today. For example, in 10 years, with a 3% rate of inflation, that $5,000 will only be worth $3,720 in purchasing power. And in 20 years from now, you would only be able to purchase $2,760 in goods and services from what you thought was a comfortable retirement today.
2: And that mathematical concept is really important to understand because whether you're an endowment fund or if you're saving for retirement, the math is the same. Savings accounts and money market securities, although they're paying higher rates now, those rates are probably not going to stay where they are. They will go up and down over time, likely, however, not outperform inflation. If folks decide to sell their portfolio and put their money under the mattress, so to speak, or into a savings account, they might miss the best days in the market, hurting returns considerably. So over 20 years, they could wind up with portfolio returns that are maybe half or a quarter of what they should have been had they stayed invested. So you're probably not going to meet your goals if you have money in your savings account or in a money market fund. And you're also not going to be able to jump back into the market so easily because the behavioral challenges of doing so are monumental. The idea of selling stocks, going to savings, and picking the right time to go back and get invested is much more difficult than people comprehend. Because of all the psychological issues that come with that, things like buyer's remorse, fear of missing out, etc., Sometimes investors turn into deer in the headlights. There's a lot of traps and challenges with trading around too much.
0: So is the sixty forty portfolio dead?
1: Now, to answer that question, I would have to say, what options do I have as an investor? And there are clearly options in different forms to this 60-40 portfolio. Now, number one, I'm going to be all in cash. I'm going to give up altogether on these markets And we know that cash rates with where interest rates are now are good. However, it's widely expected that interest rates are coming down. And again, that's not really a viable avenue to keeping up with inflation and your purchasing power that I mentioned. The second option is I'm still an investor. I wanna change my allocation from the 60-40 portfolio. So now you're a 100% stock investor. You take the full risk of the stock market and you have nothing to balance or reduce your losses in a declining market. You could also be a 100% bond investor. You saw what happened last year. If there's a future interest rate increase, it's going to hurt the value of the bonds, and it takes bonds a long time to recoup those losses. But if we put them together in an appropriate allocation for you, again, going through that comprehensive financial plan that fits your correct mixture of stocks to bonds, Historically, when stocks go down, bonds would go up, and it would balance out your portfolio. It's just finding that right mixture for you.
0: Christian, are there alternatives to stocks and bonds?
2: When we think about alternatives, there are options available. But the next question is, which alternatives? Is it a real estate investment trust or REIT? Is it commodities? Is it gold? Is it some other asset class? And deciding to reallocate means you have to decide how much to put into all these alternatives. Then there are questions around liquidity. The typical fixed income or stock portfolio is very liquid. But once you start to add in real estate or gold, you need to understand liquidity and other factors. I find that liquidity is important to many investors. It's something that we strive for in our portfolios. If people want to consider alternatives, then they need to understand that asset allocation, portfolio risks, expected returns, and liquidity all need to be recalibrated.
1: And we are consistently monitoring the investment landscape to find the best investment opportunities for this type of portfolio. So this isn't a set it and forget it strategy by any means. Nobody is sitting on their hands. It's constantly being reviewed and reallocated along with the changing markets, economy, and your goals.
0: And again, that's the benefit of working with a financial consultant. Our team is able to monitor those funds for you, so it's not set and forget it. It's time for some savvy advice. Christian, what do you have for us?
2: I read in Barron's the other day that concentration builds wealth, diversification preserves it. If our goal is to protect our funds, diversification is a good way to help get there. That means investing in many different asset classes, like stocks and bonds, that make up the 60-40 portfolio.
0: And how about you, Tom?
2: Well, Ronald Reagan
1: said, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman.
0: Wow, that's a dark phrase.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Brooke, inflation is dark and scary, but having a balanced, diversified portfolio can help us with that inflation conversation.
2: And ultimately, we believe that the 60-40 portfolio is not dead. That has stood the test of time and we should continue to use it to help get to our goals.
1: Let's end on an optimistic note. When the Fed stops raising rates, which we believe we're on the cusp of, historically speaking, one year later, stocks are up close to 20%, and bonds are up 11.5%. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a freight train.
0: Okay, so things are looking up. As with so much of investing Stay the course, don't be irrational, don't react to the media, and talk to our team at ARIS for help with a portfolio that reflects your own personal pie chart of percentages. Thank you, Tom and Christian. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. Please follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS A-R-I-S, Alliant, to like and follow. Our team is available to help you with your financial plan. Visit our website to contact a financial consultant. And now for some necessary disclosures about investing. The content in this podcast is for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed during this podcast are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, Advice You Need to Know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer, member FINRA SIP, SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliance Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation.